Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of She Salt. Today is a special treat. I am at this place that really has a lot of meaning to me. I've kind of been here a few times, a few that are really special. I taught some yoga retreats here, um, and it was really magical for me. I'm at 1818 Farms, um, and Natasha McQuarrie has uh, agreed to bless me today with some knowledge because I need a lot of it. Hey, Natasha, how are you? Hey, Kathy, thanks for coming out today. Yes, you know I love it here. I mean, there's just something here that I don't know, it just speaks to me really deeply. Maybe it's the quiet I feel when I get out here, and then you have the chickens and all the good things that, that make you feel at home. But well, I, I think it. so too, and then just it's very pastoral, that's what I tell people, with the sheep yeah. and the chickens, and you have the um, so, so much green space, which uh, not everyone gets to enjoy that. Yeah, I, it's, it's a step away from, from your worries for a little bit and reconnects you to things that matter in a different way. So, you know, I'm trying to get into really gardening. And I thought, well, who else could I ask that someone that I admire that gardens? And I think it's important. And I think today, more than ever, it's really becoming even more important because we're not in charge of our food supply at all. Um, We are asked to pay exorbitant prices for food that really maybe we could grow ourselves, you know, and, and take that little bit of power for ourselves so do you feel the same way about gardening as far as like this is a way to take ownership of your food yes and when we first started our farm we were primarily like 75 percent produce and as a business we switched more into flowers that's kind of a different model but still at my house or even this year because like you said i mean the price of food is I just can't even believe it it's when crazy. I go to the grocery store. So we have a new little bed that used to be our compost area that we have poppies in right now. I slammed at poppies, but that's going to be our little food kind of area. Hopefully yeah. we can keep the raccoons and the squirrels and the deer. But like, just to put it in perspective, before you came, I went to the co-op and we're building a new trial raised bed. I think a packet of everyday cucumber seeds that we eat a lot of cucumbers i don't right. know about I the listeners that they do i love it in, yeah. and in salads i love it just i can just eat the, yeah, the cucumber sandwiches yeah. my daughter just did that last week we were to tea and she saw that and they're like, these are so good and i bought cucumbers the full packet of seeds that i think when they were ready in 55 days i went at the farmer's co-op it was a dollar 50 for like 35 seeds yeah i mean really just it's and I don't know if it's the age I'm getting to, but I'm feeling the need to do those things, like to grow things and to get my hands dirty and to eat better. You know, all those sorts of things, they're sort of calling to me right now. And I'm like, you know, people just need to know how. Yes. And years ago, we taught a planning and designing raised bed gardens. I haven't done that in a few years, but, you know, I, a lot of it, I tell people your success is only as good as your soil. And I really encourage people to spend the money Mm -hmm. on the great soil. I mean, because that is, you're eating out of it, you're eating out of it. Yes. And that is a way to control, you know, you know what you're eating. I mean, it's in the soil and also not putting your food into like, I'm big against the uh, treated lumber. Yeah. Because Okay. Yeah. Doug and I were having this discussion and this was what I was going to, cause I'm going to get the good soil. I I understand that that's important. And he's like, I don't think you're supposed to do treated lumber. Right. And for a long time when we had raised beds here, we had cedar beds. They don't last as long. There's a trade off, but you know, if you're like the bed I'm about to do is for cut flowers. So I'm not as concerned about the wood being treated because we're not going to eat the flowers. Right. Right. But anything like the bed that I have at home, it's so rickety because it was untreated. You know, I bought it from somewhere like out West. 11 or 12 years ago I mean it's kind of piecemealed together because it isn't going to last forever but really it's got lots of character is it really supposed to last forever no so um you know there's a lot you can do but I always tell people invest in the soil and you don't necessarily have to have a huge raised bed I mean I've seen people do just you know containers on their patio right I mean there's lots of herbs that you can do yeah um even like a little cherry tomato plant gives you a lot of yield and then lettuces I know when I first started my garden at home I had a lot of cool weather flowers I think that what we get into here a lot of people think oh I can only grow things April through August and there is a big difference now I will say I planted at my house bed this year in October lots of Brussels sprouts broccoli cauliflower 
uh, Swiss, uh, the chard, rainbow Swiss chard, the greens, kale, and it wow. should have made it, however, yeah. that December freeze. Oh. It, it will not make it to three degrees, but in our climate, I mean, that, but that's an outlier. I mean, right, right. I should be, you know, having a, a beautiful garden right now, but that right. is an outlier. But there's things like that you can grow in your garden and you yeah. can make very simple um, little row covers, you know, to cover yeah. things. It, yeah. You know, it doesn't have to cost a fortune. No, I don't think so either. I mean, even if you, even if you just love tomatoes and you want fresh tomatoes, there's a start, right? Because tomatoes aren't cheap. No. I mean, it's ridiculous. And I do like to eat well. And I like, I'm a primarily fruit and vegetable girl. And it's hard for me to go in there and like look at a, and want to get organic because you want to, you know, you understand, like you said, the soil it's in is important. Right. right? And it's just, I think it's also for me, whether it's flowers or it's food, it's being in awe that you take that tiny seed yeah, and then it gives that, it's giving to us. Yes. So we need to be giving to that seed in a wonderful soil is what I tell people, you know, we yeah. need to be giving back. We can't just take, as a society, we just try and take, take, take. Yes. Have you read Braiding Sweetgrass? No, but I was, when, oh I, saw, my I, when I saw your post last night, I went to Amazon and looked at it. I'm going to order the book, but I thought it, that was interesting. That's what the whole book is about. It's about, you know, giving back. You know, it's okay to take, but you have to give back right. and you take responsibly, yes. you know, and, and you're mindful of what you do. And, and it's, it is beautiful. It reads like poetry. Right. And you that's what, it. when people say, why did you start this farm? It was to teach our children about sustainability and giving yeah. back to the land. And we try, you know, we try to collect all the manure from the animals and we compost it and we yeah. give back. And although we're here today and you see an empty field, we did have a beautiful cover crop until that frost. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, we had the uh, oil seed, daikon radishes and mustards. Mm. And we were gonna, it really helps your soil. Yeah. But like I said, this is a once in our life that cold. Yeah. I hope, knock on Let's wood, knock on we wood. hope. You but we're know. always trying, you can't just, take, take, take from the land. You have to no. give back to have lovely crops. And we use things like, this afternoon we're spraying with like a seaweed and fish emulsion and it smells horrible, but, but it's, it's a great good. way to give back to the, yeah. pl to feed the plants in yeah. a way that isn't something synthetic. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I admire that. So that I do have questions. So where do you, well, first do you, do you prefer to grow your garden from seed? Like if someone's doing a container or a raised bed and we're not talking about a big planting, would you recommend seed or? If you're plant? a science person like me I love to do it from seed but if you're more I'm on a budget because you have to think about the cost of seed starting okay. and and the soil you have to have a certain type of soil to seed like a lot of the things that you grow in summer can't like tomatoes I wouldn't recommend direct seed now there are okay. some things like bush beans you know things you can direct seed right but for me you know you can find sources like I know I got some really good things in the pandemic I had a, this huge bed at my house it was full of uh blackberries and then my daughter's like I want to uh, she wanted to garden so for Mother's Day we went and I okay. didn't have time to do that but I think uh CT Gardens I think in okay. Huntsville yep they had great selection of plants okay that were unusual yeah you know, that weren't just the big box store okay so in that way it can be a little bit more budget friendly I think if you don't start but for me I like the science behind yeah like you the like heat. to see I it. like the heat mat and I like yeah. putting it in the soil and how many days yeah. of germination and you like geeking out on it yes so <laughs> but I mean that's not for everybody because there can't seed starting there can be failures and yeah. what you're wanting people to have is success because that's why they're going to continue to garden yeah if you, you know, failure is not always fun. You learn from that, but we sure. want, it, I think a pre-start is usually better. I feel like the, probably the biggest when we taught the raised bed class that I would hear is people would plant the plant, yeah. water it once and walk away. Oh, and no, you need you to know there's a lot of, you know, every day until the roots are established, I would yeah. check the soil and water it. So there's a lot of science. And I think that would be sometimes I would see people, well, when did you water it? Well, I watered it when I planted it. And I'm like, well, you well I get it. kind of hippy dippy with my plants. I've, and I've, I've grown to love my plants. So I really think of them as friends. So, and I know right. it sounds kind of woo woo, but you know, I've noticed once I started to take that attitude with them, they started doing really great. They do. And I pay more attention to them because I'm like, oh, they need me, you know? Yeah. And it's been, a, it's been a cool thing. So now I'm growing this jungle in my house and Doug's like, what's happening in here? That's you know? uh, welcome. That's how I am. And, and my thing, I've even gotten really into the propagation tunnel. 
Okay. Like I've fallen yeah. down another hole. Rabbit so, hole. Yeah. yeah. So like yesterday we were cutting back some snapdragons. They're supposedly, I've never done this, very easy to this pinching it where you have to pinch it to get more blooms okay we were you can root that so we have these oh. i'll show you in a little while where we're rooting those or we've got some zinnias that we started we were just wanting to see if the seeds how this they were older seeds would they work and we started them january 18th and now they're giant and we, we can't put them out so we were like let's try and propagate wow. so we're trying to cut from that to buy us time did you take botany class i did not my dad oh was my a botanist though so i grew up kind of around you know him having a and the terminology and that and kind of thing that. but yeah. that is you know I, I think it's a certain person who i have friends who have never gardened and they start and they fall down that rabbit hole oh so i could it's totally kind of see what, it. yeah but it's also back to the same concept of i could just take that cutting and throw it down but I could try and double yeah. my stock, which tomatoes are very easy to propagate. I yeah. mean, those kind of things. Yeah. Um, the other thing I've really fallen down the rabbit hole this last year is edible flowers. And oh, so, I love that idea oh, yeah. on so salads I have, and yes, teas. So and we're stuff. doing uh, a lot of nasturtium okay. right now, uh, and we have it, and we tasted them the plants and it's one of those things too that I was like oh we starting it early but I just got ants in my pants so <laughs> but it's very peppery it kind of reminds you the leaves you can eat the flowers and the leaves it sort of reminds okay. you of a radish flavor I'll let you taste some when we okay, go up to yeah. our seed starting little house yeah and then we have um like the butter there's it's called a butterfly pea it's from Thailand okay. and it's a blue flower and we have the germination rate is typically terrible. You can make teas out of it. Ooh. And it's very beautiful. Like if you're listening, look up uh, butterfly PT and it's, okay. it's, it's a beautiful blue. Oh, I Almost. do. I actually, I have that tea. There's a, um, well, it's got it in it. And when you, when you let it brew, it's kind of a purpley periwinkle. Yes. yes. And yeah. then you can add, I can't remember if it's lemon or something. It, I don't know if it's because the citric acid turns it pink. So a lot of people make butterfly <gasps> tea lemonade. I have to look like, I think yeah. you can go to Instagram and put like butterfly Ooh. PT. And then okay. I, uh, I just go down the hole for that too. So we're yeah. trying and it's a climber. So I think it'd be a beautiful Oh, and climber. you can make tink tinctures and oh, the yeah. whole thing. Oh, yeah. I just, um, so the edibles for this year, because last year, you know, there, I think a lot of people don't realize even like Cosmos, um, the zinnias, we grow a lot of flowers that are edible. Like I put them on some cream, uh, cream uh, fresh and, you know, different yeah. things, but the edible has really kind of been, uh, we're doing uh barrage. I think that's how you pronounce it. I mean, and it's a really nice one that has a cucumber flavor. So I have a lot of new things I'm trying. It year. seems kind of elegant. It does. And yeah. it, I, even at, uh, like the bio, and pansies are edible yeah and I, around Christmas I took um just the ice cube you know with water let it freeze yeah. put the flowers the water and I yeah. had beautiful and even it was in my kids sparkling grape juice it yeah. still was beautiful it it's, made it made it fun yeah and elegant I, think. I love that I love so that. I have gone down that there you know different areas that it's you can creativity down. too it's, right. it's thinking outside the box a little bit you know right so we'll growing. see I want to, yeah, I want to taste some. So how long have you been a gardener? I would say I always had like a, on my back porch, you know, years ago, 20 years, 25 years ago, but like, I would say I became a farmer 11 years ago because, you know, I think there's maybe two years before that I became more into the raised bed and square okay. cut gardening. But for now I do it in such a larger scale but you still go back to all, a lot of those basic concepts like it's interesting today when we went to get the soil for this new raised bed and we're going to be selling in a few weeks a curated grow your own cut flower garden and so we've been growing all these seeds and we're bumping them up so i went back to that basic knowledge from years ago yeah you know you that, stored that, that I was little like, nugget, I let me get right? in my i need to go and look in my dropbox i've got to find you know that recipe for the soil it's so, funny the things you remember yeah so i went back to the basics so and a lot of that is still you know like we just if you were here and you were overlooking one of the uh, gardens where we had the cover crop so we took every leaf we could find this week all over town and we just took a a huge trailer we yeah. blew the leaves in a tarp and we dumped it here because we don't oh. have it's another great way to give back to the soil like yeah that's gold cool. you know you see people out blowing their yard and taking the leaves and like yeah like it's the worst thing ever like that I is know. gold to put in your bed i posted something about that during the fall and i'm like you know it's really good for your lawn to just let the yes. leaves sit there you know and people were like oh my gosh you know? uh, yeah where my kids had their playground in our backyard we had just like a little kind of like almost like a uh, had railroad tiles ties and yeah. then we did like you know mulch and 
over time of course the playground's gone but that's where we always blew the leaves yeah and like that soil is just the most beautiful oh, perfect rich because all it's been thing, is that right? decomposition of yeah. those leaves so i think that's one of the things people you're like, oh my goodness, it's a leaf. What's t- it's here? But it's like the best thing. Yeah. It's like gold to put in it's your garden. It's there for a reason, right? It yeah. fell for a reason. It yes. doesn't mean we have to clean it up. Right. So, yeah. So you've been doing this a while. Yes. 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 So right now you're really more on the flower side of things personally. We're on the flower just because for us, um, the seasons are more limited when you're doing growing produce. And we can have a 12-year season because yeah. we have, like, the drying room in here now. Mm-hmm. You can see back here dried flowers. And, and it's then, so pretty. Thank you. And then we do the press, like, all the artwork. So we're pressing also. So And you can't necessarily do that with vegetables. However, yeah. personally, I enjoy the vegetables just because I think it's a great way to monitor what you're eating. Uh, and I try to add, like you said, for me, like, I add new things in. Like, last year, the big thing. Like, this year, the edibles, uh, flowers are kind of there. Last year we grew the loofah sponges. Oh, I want to do that. Yeah, so I have. Yeah, I've got a friend who's going to bring me the yeah, seeds. Yeah, so or that is the loofah. You know, it looks like a giant, a giant zucchini, and then once it dries, and then we peel it, and then that's your sponge. They're super cool, right? Yeah, here. they're These really. Awesome. They've been. That was really like just such a fun thing to yeah. do. Now you have to. I tell people you have to respect the loofah because. <laughs> we built arches we have one arch that's remaining and it was more the one that was still standing at the end of the season it got shaded around like three three o'clock in the summer the ones that are further that get more like sun until like seven o'clock yeah the loofahs produced so much that it took even those were these were cattle panels supported and it just bit them like a roller coaster no way because we had on some of them up to like 80 loofahs and some of them are as long as my leg like they're giant so i tell people and I did a pretty extensive YouTube video on how to grow the loofahs. Okay. And how not to grow how not to grow the loofahs because of my experience with the So sometimes it's probably better to like control them and, and break some yeah. of them off well, so that we, they're not so many. Well and they are the interesting thing is the loofahs when they're very small are edible. Like yeah, we had a lady yeah, we had a lady from uh, she's from Thailand and we were down here like one Saturday or Sunday just down here doing work and she talked to Lawrence my husband and she said oh my gosh is your is your wife from Thailand and he was like no I wasn't down here he said no she's from Alabama <laughs> and she said well you know what you're growing and he's like yeah they're loofahs like, oh no no we eat these so we gave her some and we gave her some seed because it's you know like a delicacy and really? it's very you know, I never I was wanting mine to get to loofahs to for the bath, what so we never ate any. Like? I don't know. I never ate any. Huh. Isn't that funny? Because we were trying to hoard all the loofahs. We might have to try that. Yeah, I think yeah. that. I mean, it, it's well known that they're. But so you could remove some, and then. But like, let's say we only planted maybe fourteen plants, and we got maybe one hundred and eighty loofahs. Wow. Like when I don't mean little loofahs, I mean the big, big ones. ones. And you know, we're here. You want to get those in like mid-April uh, we were didn't get ours until June last year so I can't imagine because we had to build the loofah arches but if you had a nice fence yeah you could a I've lot got of people a nice do that. privacy fence I think you would do that you just need to train them as they're going you okay. know I need more things to do but you yeah. know the loofah is really I am like so many people we met at Atlanta market when we were we our products go in like a lot of like uh, farm gift shops and yeah. you know and I met a lot of people like I met this girl from Oklahoma who had the largest uh, watermelon farm I think in the America oh, wow, really and they're growing loofahs then I met another people from Ohio yeah. and they are a farm and I gave I sent them loofah seeds so I'm yeah. trying to make the new trend is to sustain grow your own hey, because I, I use mine good. in the shower and yeah. then like the little smaller ends that's how I wash all the dishes well, everybody could use a good exfoliating. Yes. And, and you can use it and it won't scratch up all your things. No, it's so, perfect. Yeah. So we're excited. The loofahs were very exciting last year. I, I, you know, I geek out on that sort of thing, too, because I think, oh, and gifts. I think I could give these as yes. gifts. I could put together a little gift basket, loofahs for everybody all mm-hmm. the way around at Christmas time. Yes, sounds they're just perfect. Like, just sounds just like something I would do. Okay, so as far as the vegetables that you like to plant, what are you, what were you say if someone's just starting out? What should they start with? Because for me, I like to be successful my first go around. I don't want to go with something that's too hard to keep up with. Right. I think, um, well, first of all, make sure it's something you're going to eat unless you're going to 
that's what I always would tell people is make sure you're planting something you like because if yeah. you don't like radishes <laughs> and you're really never going to no eat radishes, there's no it. point to waste that space. Yes, exactly. But um, like radishes are such an easy thing, like especially if you got them in now because I think there's some maybe it might be 35 or 40 days. And you mean seeds? Seeds. Those okay. you can do seeds. The radishes, very easy. Okay, I might um, do that. Radishes, I always plant it, which it takes a long term to har- time to harvest. I love beets. I'm and, starting to, which yeah. is the weirdest thing. Yes, because I, I love never beets. I always before. did that. Um, and then, of course, cucumbers. But I always trellis mine, and that would be just that I would take at the back of my raised bed, I would take a, something that you could turn into a square for tomato cage, but I elongated it. And okay. I found you're trying to go vertical. I even grew uh, cantaloupes years ago that way going vertical. Okay. You're wanting to go vertical if you're in a raised bed to save space. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Tomatoes, uh, I like... Pretty much, I think you're not going to fail unless you get the squash borer, which in our humidity, a lot of people do. Squash and zucchini, because that okay. seems very, to, to me, that's a very successful. And I've done seed and I've done plants. But I mean, I usually, those. like I said, you can find the small ones. Um, things like corn, I tell people, I mean, if you just, you have kids and you just want to do it, but you're really holding a lot of space. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I you love, need a lot of corn. You need really, a lot of corn. I mean, you're going to have that space... And you have like eight ears of corn. Yeah. Not, not so much. But that's yeah. really good. Um, years ago, I grew edamame, and that was good. Um, but I grew a uh, bush beans, and then I also grew a Chinese red noodle bean, which it's it, it's very long. I got it from rareseed.com, and we did the farmer's markets. We would sell those every time because no one really okay. had them. They're long, and no matter how long they get, they don't have any strings. And then you break them and just saute them. And those were really good, the Chinese okay. red noodle. Um, so that's great. You know, here at this time of year, we're already into March almost. You know, the lettuces, you have to just be very careful because as heat comes in, it turns them bitter. Okay. So, but there was one, I think years ago that I did that was, I think I got it from Rare Seeds too. And it was called like a Rocky Top or Tennessee. I mean, it was some kind of kick yeah. on Tennessee, but it yeah. was for hot for somewhere with heat but you know usually right you know you need to get your lettuces in like now right for them because once you get into july and august it's gonna get hot again you know it's gonna get bitter yeah Um, okay but but then be thinking like a lot of times i would keep spinach in my freezer the seed and once it i thought it was gonna be a little cooler like august the end of august september i would put it in and that you can have spinach you know okay but so there's a lot of just balancing yeah there was you have so i was I've been hearing about succession planning. Is that yes. sort of what that is? So yes. like when so something sort of, yes. season's done, replace it. You replace right else. behind it. And that's kind of like here in the flower farm, like we have ranunculus and anemones right now. Those went in in October. We've been babying that whole section since then. So they only will probably be another month. Oh, it depends on how the heat. And then the next succession planting, we'll have something that goes in right behind it. Yeah. And then usually with that planting comes and then we pull that planting and then we put in a cover crop of um, buckwheat. Okay. Behind it, you know, okay. it, it, and you know, for a common gardener, you're not having to give back as much as we are, but we're putting so much volume out, you know, like yeah. my bed at home, I never did anything but put the leaves back in after the first time that I made it, but I had a mixture of, um, a three part mixture. One part was, um, peat moss, which some people do and do not like. This is just the recipe I've used. Some people yeah. know the cocoa core or whatever you call yeah. but that's just, for me, it was readily available. The peat moss, because it's a very sterile mixture, you're not going to get seeds in there. Then I put okay. in uh, vermiculite to drain, but it holds water. And then the last part is a combination of earthworm castings, mushroom compost, wow. cow manure. And if I had like sheep manure, things like that, I would put in, but that was at home where I didn't have that right. because you can buy a bag of the yeah. manure, you know, those right. are the things that kind of like, I would do a mixture, a third of that. And literally I remember my neighbor came over and said, you have a gardener, your garden's like Arnold Schwarzenegger. What have you done to him? I'm like, I have done nothing, but I invested in that soil. It was rich soil. Yes. I think, yeah. And I really think that is from using the compost. I just think it all makes sense. Like the the more nutritious it looks and feels and, yes. you know, the better it's like, you don't be. want your soil to be full of bark. No. Like the worst thing you can do is when you open, you know, like I, I, sometimes I have to get, a lot of times we try and mix things together, but you go and it's full of pine bark. Well, that is going to leach out nitrogen. It's going to pull nitrogen from your plants. Yeah. So you really, 
you want to stay away from anything that has any kind of pine like bark shavings in it and that's a lot people do that because they want to put a filler in it so huh well that you know I think about that though I think about like you know you don't want to there's some things you don't want to buy in plastic right so why would you want to grow your food in something that's going to or have in your soil something you're going to ingest yes you know but I I just think in society we just it's better not to think about all that I know I know (laughs) you know but but I think we need to start paying a little more attention and that's one reason I'm like you know let's do a community garden or let's encourage people to um grow their own because I just think it's important to eat well and and it's it's we can all do it you know, with a little bit of work. And really, by the time you go to go after work, you go to the grocery store, you buy the groceries, you go home, you know, you could have planted something, you know, and a little bit of dirt and maybe it'll yield something. The other thing that I always liked is um, bell peppers and like um, jalapenos. Those tend to take, the bell peppers tend to take and are are here a long time to really become in the harvest. It, they were, for me, always more later, like all They like the heat of They summer. like the heat. It just seemed like you're like, oh, am I ever going to get a pepper? It makes sense. They're hot peppers. They like right. heat, right? And there was an eggplant called Oswald eggplant. It's from Iraq. And it was more an eggplant, almost more like a, not a softball, but a little more oval. Yeah. And it was really good. Like that okay. eggplant. But, you know, a lot of people are, you may not like egg, eggplant, but I like to make eggplant parmesan. I want parmesan. to learn how to cook more with eggplant right. and leeks. I want to learn how to cook more with leeks. Right. They look like something I would enjoy. I just have never, those aren't vegetables I was brought up eating. Right. So I'm like, how do I learn at this point to cut? But it's just looking at recipes and trying things right? right and I think a lot of it has to do with the types of herbs you use like I use a yeah. lot of herbs and I think I feel like some of my most delicious dishes are because of the herbs and I think yeah you know, a lot of times that growing you know some people you just said salt and pepper I mean mm-hmm. no, no one really keep it that simple much. yeah right? but you know I think now there's so much with different herbs that you can grow that you can really change that flavor profile in food do you cook any herbs for medicinal purposes i don't i never have and that's also interesting you know i'm doing like i have a lot of uh dyer's chamomile that because we dye with the plants with the flowers too that's a big thing we do a lot of those are dye plants but i was kind of like i wish i had done the white you know the chamomile regular chamomile i was looking at that a day or two ago but like that chamomile i started those seeds last august and we put those in in october so they're okay. pretty nice size so some of the things are almost like what's called a biennial and it takes one season for them to bloom so that may be how um, one of the ones with cam- that uh, the, the traditional white chamomile you know could be um years ago i grew this plant called a toothache plant i just liked it for the flower but they said okay. you could chew on it and it make if you had a gum it, it, hurt, it, it would numb it but i never did i mean i just used it for the flower but i haven't done you know really any medicinal but it's you know now that i'm kind of getting in that edible flower our mindset you know I kind of have gone down that road of I think it's pretty fascinating Mm -hmm. I mean really I think there is a plant for every ailment out there to a degree yes I believe that yeah and I think there's a lot of people who can go and are trained and that's very interesting to me that have the background of how to use the herbs and um, and luckily for us in our climate you know a lot of those things are perennial so you could have like a you know a a medicinal herb garden or a tea, I think a tea garden would, a tea be, garden. would be really nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting into that these days too, mm-hmm. loving some really, really good teas. So what is your favorite vegetable just for everyone else? Oh, tomato for sure. But it has to be the fresh, I mean, it's not the grocery store tomato. It's like my dad grows the best tomatoes. And so he, you know, I'm always just like, the flavor of his tomatoes is so good. So the tomato, I mean, I like, I'm not a picky eater at all. There are very few things that I do not yeah, eat. Yeah. But tomato, like a fresh tomato, it's it's very, something special. Very good. And and it is good on white bread with mayonnaise. Oh, I it just is. gotta say it. It's it's so good. There's it's something good on so every, I mean, I simple. like it on everything. And salt and pepper. Yeah. And we did a lot of when my daughter we had that garden, we did a lot of just taking the uh, tomato and we sliced it and the we had the cucumber and we did basil and did just balsamic so almost yeah. like a caprese almost yeah. but we did a lot of that that covid summer you know because yeah. every day we'd be like okay we're gonna do this this That's is our good traditional side with it but yeah, yeah so 
I, I mean, it's hard because I like, I, mean, I love cucumbers. I mean, I love, the, I mean, I, like I, know, I, mean I'm I not picky at all. No. If I'm the dinner guest, I'm not the person you have to say, what will you eat? You know, yeah. I'm not that person because I'm probably going to eat whatever. I will, I will if it's the quality of food that I want to right. eat. I don't mean to sound snotty about that, but I won't eat like unhealthy food. Right. I just won't. But that's the place I'm at right now. And like, that's okay. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm digging on the vegetables. So I'm all about that. And I'm looking forward to that with the garden. What about fruit? Do you grow any fruit? Berries? Um, melons? I have had raspberry, thornless raspberries here for I think four years and last year they just did not do well so we removed that section which I love them I used to take them and I'd freeze them and do smoothies yeah yeah um, love berries. love them they're amazing and then this year we did a whole section of bee balm which is oh. another you know kind of medicinal so we have a new section that we started last August and it, it, it most of it made it through the cold but I'm sad about that but my parents have blackberries and blueberries so I get a lot of the berries okay. in them and at my house this year in the bed that had all my wonderful cool weather vegetables that didn't make it yeah um I have some new strawberries that are ever bearing yeah I saw this thing mm-hmm. of course Pinterest is a dangerous world to go into sometimes because you see really great ideas until you try to do them but anyway they had um they got gutters that you put on your house and they flipped them over and filled them with soil and they grew like trailing herbs and mm-hmm. even little strawberries and they just kind of grew down the fence and I thought well if you're kind of short on ground space that might be a good way to kind of grow some vines or something that grows yes that you can grow downward yeah I think so and um these strawberries are, I think are somewhat new and I only I think I got three at the end of the season last year I was up there's this um nursery in Chattanooga called The Barn I don't know if anyone's okay. okay it's amazing like you could spend a whole day Days in there. In they there. have house plants. They have bedding plants. They have shrubs. They have a whole edible section. Wow. Just every, I mean, that's where I got all this beautiful, rare, colorful, everything. And my garden was so beautiful. What's their name? It's again? called The Barn. And it's barn. just off, like if you're going into Chattanooga, I can't remember the right. I mean, it's like you'll be driving. It's like right off to the right. But go ahead. You have to, you're going to spend a half a day. Yeah. To eat lunch, wear good shoes. Yes. Because they have every, I mean, it's amazing, this okay. place. Well, and I gotta go. Yeah. It, everything you can think of. But that's where I found those strawberries. And they had like, I really wanted a fig tree. They had different oh, fig trees. They had one that was from LSU that was developed through LSU that does our climate better they had all I mean all sorts of things so I that was when I went was like October so I can't imagine what it's like this side when they're getting all their vegetables in because you know this is when they were mums and pansies and violas and kind of the quieter season yeah pumpkins so I mean I can't even I mean we literally spent a half a day there yeah yeah, I see. Well, I I, I, will, I, got, I would love to go do that. That would be fun. But I asked about the fruit, too, because I love melons. And I'm like, well, you know, but then I think about the, their ground. They kind of spread right. out and they take up so much space. Well, right? and that's why with the cantaloupes that year, I went vertical. Like you could do a cattle okay. panel. And it, um, you could do that with squash, too, right? Mm-hmm. But you can definitely go vertical. Like I always go vertical on the cucumbers because it, you know, it makes your not have as many bruises you know like not bruises but you know how when it lays down on the ground yeah almost like a bed sore yeah, on yes it or but i think i have cattle panels out back we, that we do the loofa arches that we may change those up to do some things this year so a cattle panel could be an arch you can go vertical i i would look at vertical gardening and you'd be shocked at how much you can go vertical with it's interesting we just don't think about thinking outside the box like like literally so I'm looking so with a community garden I'm thinking about doing I'm looking at maybe having about 20 people contribute and then I want to any overflow between everybody that contributes to just donate because I know it'll yield it could yield a lot it depending on how much I plant right right so I want to dedicate one um, big raised bed planter to mainly herbs you know and kind of so is it better to leave things in with their own selves like leave herbs with herbs or can you mix them with like the tomatoes and I've heard that there's some flowers that are good to plant with your vegetables yes and it's interesting a few years ago I don't know what year it was we grew a lot of lemongrass I was really into cooking with lemongrass and that's very hard to find so and it loved the heat here it was so big and I put it beside some tomatoes and something else and I had like zero pests 
It was very yeah, strange. See, that's where I'm curious. But like, the companion planning is I think what they call yeah. it. And then some people will say marigolds help. Yes. I mean, I've heard that. I mean, we grow giant marigolds and we still get pests sometimes on them. So, but I felt like that lemongrass really did well. But okay. then there are things that get a lot of aphids and things, and you can call that kind of a trap plant. So, like, even though, like, I love the nasturtium, once at a certain time they may get a lot of aphids, but then that takes, you know, it's taking, they're going to that, that plant, plant versus everything else. So, yeah. sometimes, like, we had milkweed, and it was like the milkweed, everything went all over the milkweed. I mean, everything. I mean, not, not good, bad. It was and the sponge It was like, everything. you know, but it kept it off other things. So, sometimes yeah. you're looking for those trap crops. And, like, amaranthus is another one that the, it, it attracts things sadly uh, because you know the leaves you really don't they look so ugly and that can be sauteed like a spinach um but yes you can companion plant and for me that lemongrass that year was like incredible yeah that sounds good well that was what i was curious about because i know there has you can't you you probably could just plant whatever with whatever but it might be good to know what can complement something else or yes you don't have to be so strict with it to where we have to keep the all the herbs together and then we have to keep all the you know beans together or whatever you there are things that actually work together right and sometimes you have to think about the way we laid out our raised bed was based on the position of it because if it was north and south i wanted the tall things okay you know what i mean on the north side in this like the cucumbers are on the north side and my others were on the south the shorter things were on the south side because the way it, you didn't my, want to create the way shade. yeah my son was yeah i mean you know because the way in my yard the way it was it needed to be so you sort of have to think about that like we think about that when we're planting the flowers of i you know i need to, where i need to have the tallest things yeah. based on where the sun goes you don't want them to cast a shadow on exactly so that's another thing that you really have to think about is watch the sun and it changes like it's interesting when you come into the farm those beds right at the front i mean yeah. they are just blazing sun from like mid-april to october and then once the sun cha- it changes yeah. they get totally almost all shade all winter so do you uh, go at all by the old farmer's almanac? I don't. I don't. I have the Natasha almanac. So my thing is like, I never plant something that cannot, I do not want to die until uh, that isn't cold hardy, like a, a regular annual until after April 21st, because I've been burned too many times. <laughs> okay. You got your my day. My hard day like, is the it. 21st and I'm going to be looking like, I don't even, because we start some things from, from seed, we buy some that are plugs and plugs are like. Like, I would get 210 of something. Okay. Like, I don't even have them shipped here until now I know these annuals because I've, you know, I've been out here trying to cover it. It's like a carnival out here. It's like game day for you. Because if you lose it, it's gone. I can't, you know, okay. if those plugs took 12 weeks to plant, to get ready to go on the ground, 10 to 12, you know, it's gone. I've done that many times. Okay. April 21st is the day. That's your day. That's your game day. <coughs> yes. All right. Well, you know, I when, when I started talking about this garden, everybody's like, the old farmer's almanac, you know, like, you got to read it. You got to plan it. You got to go by it. And I'm like, okay, everybody calm down. I'm going to yeah, I do have it. I go through that. I mean, no matter what it says, I've just been burned too many times. Yeah. Like, I would say out of 11 years, I can remember four times of getting really burned because I've got it in before April 15th. You know, April, people used to say April 15th. Okay. It's April after April 21st. Okay. So if people are going to start seed, I know it depends on the plant you're trying to grow, but generally seeding season starts about now? Yes. Some of our stuff we started that are really slow growers, like maybe two weeks ago, but like I want to say there's one company I buy a lot of seeds. They sell to home growers and they sell to professional commercial growers. It's called Johnny Seeds and there is you can go to their website, just johnnyseeds.com, and you can put in seed starting date calendar or seed starting calendar. And f- they have like a tool where you can put in my last frost date and okay. it calculates, I think, pretty much all vegetables and all flowers. And it gives you like a, I want to say, like, if I said my frost date is the 21st, they're probably going to say, you need to wait another week. I mean, they're cautious too, but it kind of gives you a plus or minus date. And also, like, for us, we start seeds in little containers, and then we start on what's called a soil block. 
Okay. It's like where you get a certain type of soil and you have this little metal hand tool and you make little blocks and you put them on trays. Okay. Like for us, when we do those in the soil blocks, it's so much faster than a traditional method. So we have to kind of, we're still learning. That's why we started those zinnias. We're still learning. We just started the soil blocking this year. Okay. When is too early? Because you don't yeah. want too early. You got a baby stuff for a long time. Yeah. And we just space wise, because we don't have a greenhouse. Yeah. So, you know, it's figuring out where we can put everything. So you have your safe date, and that's what we're going by. So we're going by the 21st of April. All I mean, right. if there's things like, we're going to put Lysianthus out the end of March, but they can take a little cool. Okay. You know, like if you were putting out um, the broccoli, the cauliflower, the um, Brussels sprouts, they can take cold. Spinach, all yeah. that can take cold. They just don't like heat. But, you know, you would need that. They should be in the ground now. Okay. But if you're starting those those summer things, you think of summer, you know, they should be, the seeds should be going. So I'm going to do my my garden party day where everybody's going to come over and help me plant stuff. It's going to be April the 1st. So it's mainly, and we're going to go ahead and have plants by this yes. point. Yeah. Well, you can do it. And uh, just know you will have to, co- you may have to cover. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because that is early, right? That's early. But I know you're excited. And it could be, I mean, it's 85 degrees today. Yeah, isn't it weird? It's beautiful. Yeah, it's perfect. I mean, it's literally 85. It's just, I have been burned before. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. We don't know what the weather's doing. But you could always, depending on how large your space is, it could be covered. Yeah, it could be. I mean, I'm going to have like four really big size, uh, you know, lifted above ground containers and yes because you can always throw a sheet over it yeah i mean i, I have can. like agrabon and thing and that's what you know every like we're always those tunnels out there they're up and down up and down yeah. you know depending on if it's below you know 34 we're covering i'm stuff. more worried about squirrels because they're in abundance yes. in that neighborhood but we're going to put a netting over it and see if that how long it takes them to figure out how to yes get into that oh, because yeah. i don't i think they'll make quick work of it we'll see oh yeah my they're crafty little boogers. yeah my funniest story and if I would do anything if I had this on video because no one, when I told my kids and my husband the story, so my little, it's almost like a kitchen garden. It's right outside my kitchen, you know, the the rickety raised bed that I have in my house. And so I had a lot of tomatoes and I was just fighting those squirrels. I mean, they would come and I'm like, (laughs) you can just have one tomato. Just don't take a bite out of every tomato. Yeah, just take one. So I came outside and this here in Morris, we have like a little town pool right there and we were going to go to the pool. The kids had already been down with my sister-in-law and we had forgot something. So I came back home and I got yeah. it and I went outside and there was a squirrel and he had a tomato in his mouth. How cute. So he ran up the tree <laughs> in my backyard and I was like fussing, you know, why do you do this? And he took the tomato and threw it down at me. I mean, I'm sure he dropped it, right. but it, well, fell, like, I don't right, know. it fell right at my feet. And to this day, I was like, y'all aren't going to believe this. That's hilarious. But I did fight the squirrels a lot, which is sad. Well, they are, I think they're, they're mean little creatures because I watch them like torture the dogs and they know what they're doing. So right. I think he threw the tomato at you. It's just uh, it fell, I mean, he was way up in the tree and I tell people that was the strangest thing I've ever seen. It's like he threw it down at me. That's funny. But I don't, and I don't know what to tell you on that to help because that's the tough. The, we had a rabbit. We've never had rabbits in 11, our 11th season. And this year we came down and our Rebecca was destroyed and then they started on our bupleurum and well, we with put the raised beds hopefully you'll be good the rabbits you'll be good but like with our here so we put a rabbit trap out i put a, in those rabbits i put every kind of delicious thing you can think of we could see it we had a camera out there we could see uh-huh. the two rabbits they were giant running around not near the trap i mean why Happy they go to the trap they have a whole yeah. buffet out there <laughs> So then finally I went to uh, Rural King in Huntsville because I was looking at chicken wire because yeah. our fence over the year has just eroded because we have, we're fenced. Okay. And I could put my hand under some places. So we just took all that wire and went around and luckily they're gone, but they That's were destroying. Funny. I was so upset. I know. They, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to have to worry about the rabbits, but the squirrels, I'm going to have to keep an eye on them, but that's okay. It'll be part of the process. We'll... We'll do our best. Yeah, and I tried like okay. cayenne pepper with the squirrel. I mean, I tried a lot of things with the squirrels. They're crafty. Yes. They really are crafty little critters. So if if you know, we're going to get ready to close, but I want you to tell people, like if people are intimidated by the thought of growing something, is it as complicated as they're making it out to be? No, it's really not. I mean, I, I tell people when I would teach the raised bed classes years ago, people would feel like they'd get to the moon before they could grow a garden. And I'm like, listen, yeah. this is not that this is not rocket science for okay. all of our people here in Huntsville. Yeah. I mean, it's basically, you know, soil, 
water and air. I mean, it's really not hard. Just don't forget about it. Don't forget. You can't plant it and walk away. I mean, you have to like tend to it and nurture it. And, you know, a lot of it is making sure you have it placed in the right know lighting you know when the light yeah. what kind of lighting you need you have the right kind of supports i mean it isn't just like easy peasy but you can definitely well i really i like to think of it too as it's a way to get grounded and get connected to your environment and those sorts of things i think for a lot of people maybe that will give them a little bit of calm and peace in the day you know tending to something that's going to give back to you that whole sort of thing i think it's therapeutic Yes, I've always said that my best thinking occurs when I'm weeding or cutting, harvesting flowers. I totally see that. Because, you know, I'm out here, I might, even if I have my headphones in or nothing, you know, I, you, there's no noise, other noise going on. So I think not only a way to connect to the land, but it's giving back for it, whether you think it's meditation, it's almost like a meditation to me because it's just a repetitive. Well, it's mindless, busy work and you can get something accomplished and just let your mind wander because you know what you're doing. You're just, it's very meditative. Right. And you're accomplishing something. Yeah. So for somebody who is, you know, wanting to accomplish something and a healthy eating and nutrition is important. This is a great project to be a part of. Yeah. So you can do it. You can grow yourself some little herbs and that's an easy place to start. Maybe a little tomato plant, you know, a little cherry Mm -hmm. tomato plant, even if you're in an apartment. I think it's just a way for you to learn a little bit more about food and taking care of something. Maybe start with a plant and then a dog and then a child yes <laughs> follow the breadcrumbs you know but start somewhere um and give it a try but it, anything you want to add anything like what y'all got going on anything coming up well we have we're gonna try you know we haven't been open as much really since covid and we're gonna try this spring to have some fridays that are called fresh flower fridays where people okay. can come to the farm if you want to buy a bouquet, buy a bouquet. If you just want to come walk around, that's fine too. It will not, it'll be free, of course. And you can walk through the flowers and then hopefully we have lambs by then. So we're trying to do like mid, uh, mid-April, mid to the end of April and do that maybe up through Mother's Day. And then even in the summer, just have some time when people could come out. And maybe we may have some photography nights where like... Uh, this would be maybe pay like maybe $15 or, you know, just yeah, to keep the crowd where yeah. people can come out at twi- at the um, golden hour. Golden and, hour. and if you want to just photograph plants, because there's a lot of places that you don't have places to do that. Or and pretty little girls in front of the flowers. Yeah. So we're, we're like thinking that. about doing that. We've never done that before. There's a couple things, but the fresh flower Fridays we're excited about just because I think it'll be beautiful. it's fun just to have, if they just want to come out and walk around or walk, yeah. Morrisville is beautiful that time of year, it just is. to walk around. And you know, if the bakery is open or Lila's little house. So, I mean, it's just, like stepping back in time so it's a great way you know to do that and then I encourage people you know there's a beautiful uh, bike trail at the Wheeler Wildlife Refuge right back here you can gravel ride right along the Tennessee River you go under the Tennessee River Bridge there and you know there's great little trails so so many people in the area they do like I think was it Monday? There were so many people riding their bikes. This is a great know, place. It, it's, well, yeah. especially if you have kids and you're looking for somewhere flat and there's not a yeah. lot of traffic, just riding up here. And that's a great place to bring your bikes. So great idea. Come out and get outside. So the um, next podcast I want to talk to you about, I'm considering getting some urban chickens. Oh, yes. I really am. I, and so that's another podcast. But um, soon because... I'm feeling an itch, and but I, I'm a researcher. I want to know what I'm getting into. Right. They're they're living things, and I, if I get them, they're mine. Yes. And I want to be very responsible, so I'm really going to research that and sit with that in my heart for a little bit before I do that. But right. I think there's a lot of people out there who have them and love them and do well with them, and I think it's really cool to have that. Yes, and, ours, we're getting more this spring. Ours have... I mean, ours that we have are old. I don't think they, we haven't had an egg in like weeks. you got old hens. <laughs> no, they're literally like eight years old. I mean, they are living the life. They're retired. But Aww. we were going to get them last year. And then just time got away with graduating, kids graduate, yeah. you know, and things. And so I have a friend who 
it's really a neat story. I went to high school with him and he has girls who are our kids are older age. And then he adopted four little boys yeah. out of Guatemala somewhere, but they're younger, you know, yeah. the four brothers. And so he wanted to teach them about responsibility and they've started, they got chickens about this time last year. Okay. How's it and going? So really good. And now he's gotten into incubating and they're hatching. Oh my goodness. And so I told him, okay, I don't really want to do the baby section again, but I would yeah. like to have some that I can just put, you know, that are teenagers. Yeah. And I'll pay them a very fair price. That's cool. Because he's trying to teach them business. And so he's in the pro. So that's where I'm hoping that I get from my friend. What a great dad. Yeah. Oh, he's great. I mean, I knew him, you know, and it's neat having the, he had like three or four girls before, and then they adopted these boys. And how educational. Oh, yeah. So he's always asking me questions. So I told him, Bobby, now I'm serious. He just had his first hatch and they were so sad. They didn't all they did the incubator and they, they didn't all hatch. I said, well, that's learning. You have to do things. So yeah. I'm hoping to add, I mean, I, could, I usually order from somewhere or even, but I'll, I'm going to try. I want to support their, chickens. I want to support their endeavor, you yeah. know? So anyway, so we have to get some because I am now buying eggs from a friend of mine who is a vet who has hens. And I feel like I'm like this dealer trying to get <laughs> eggs from her. Give me some eggs. Because it's another thing. Once you've had a fresh egg, it's, it's very so like a fresh hard. tomato. Yeah. I just like right now I, I got three dozen from her and I'm like down to like my last dozen yeah. and I'm like okay who are is we this, are, is it I'm worthy like, to eat we it can't right have now. an omelet tonight because yeah. you know because I like an egg and avocado for my breakfast every day so That's I'm a like great breakfast yes yeah so I'm like we have got to get more chickens this spring chickens chickens are cool and you're you really turned me on to chickens coming out here and seeing how beautiful they are and they have a personality and, i mean yes and ours eat fruit and they're so happy i mean our chickens they are, were strutting around yes. i was like i like it i like it so anyway I'm, I'm considering it but i will really think it through before i go there because i think it's not that i mean especially if you have the right space and you know you only end up really for you you'd need like three yeah yeah, just enough to give me a few eggs. I don't even need a lot of eggs, but when I eat eggs, I want good eggs. Yes. It's all well. All right. Well, thank you for having me. You was, as always, you're just fun to talk to. And now you're going to give me a little bit. We're going to look around and I get to eat some flowers, which yes, I can't wait to do that. But thank you so much. You've <coughs> always welcome. been um, really good to me and accommodating. I really appreciate it. So thank you. You're welcome. Oh, and tell everybody where to find you, like your Instagram, um, all of that stuff. We can't forget that. Sorry, I got a call. No, it's okay. <coughs> okay. <coughs> So, uh, Instagram is just 1818farms.com. Also, if you go to YouTube, 1818farms, we have a lot more on the flower growing side. Okay. Some great tutorials there. Okay. And Facebook, all that, 1818farms.com. Okay. All right. There we go. All right. Well, thank you so much. And for now, we are out, everyone. Namaste. Namaste.